0: Get a bit of black ink in there because that's what this shit's all about, Louie. Hello and welcome. My name is Jake Kerr and this is a Black Ink Podcast, episode number 16. Again, if you're a long-time listener, thank you. And if you're listening for the first time, thank you. I hope you enjoy yourself either way. I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to talk about. I haven't planned any of this. And if you are a long-time listener, you already know this, okay? So, uh, where shall I start? How about I start off the thing that I noticed on fucking instagram this morning so a little update from yesterday i literally have just uploaded yesterday's podcast so let me fill you in on the logistics of these bloody podcasts and i hate doing this but at the same time it offers a a sense of transparency and i kind of get it off my chest and i feel like this is more of a therapy session for me than it is a podcast for you so why not i actually recorded episode 15 which is the podcast before this this is number 16 um, I recorded 15 like three or four days ago. It was in the midst of me being sick, and I wasn't, I didn't relax. I was trying to say too much. I was trying to convey too much. I was trying to get too many big ideas out. And in essence, all I really did was kind of confuse myself with what I was trying to say, and I said things that I didn't really mean. Um, usually, when I record a podcast, um, the following 24 hours is a terrible period. I kind of remember all the things that I said and I'm like, oh, I don't feel like that or whatever. This one just didn't sit right, dude. It felt terrible. So I basically, like I kind of gave myself a bit of leeway. I'm like, that's okay. I'm just gonna see kind of, and I think the part that annoyed me the most was I said things about people in, like I had these particular people in my mind and where I went wrong was I was too general with what I said and I wasn't it was a negative thing that I was saying without without going into it too much I, I wasn't saying specifically a negative thing I was generalizing my idea with a particular person in mind and what they were doing with their business um, but I was conveying it in a way that it could have applied to so many people and like people that I work with and people that like my business works alongside their business and I would hate for anyone to think it was even the people who I had in mind I wasn't necessarily even pissed off at what they had done I was pissed off in general that people allow themselves to drop their bar so low and I'm going to elaborate this on it in a bit of a different way in a second but I, I, as much as I kind of want to create some sort of rift uh, in like uh, opinions and thoughts and all the rest—that's a whole idea of having a podcast. That's kind of your job is to have an opinion and to like say it, you know, and back it up. And like, if someone questions it, stand by it and defend it, and actually have like a leg to stand on as far as like opinions concerned. But at the same time, it was one of those things where I was just like, I didn't, I didn't like it. And then when I went to so basically when I edit my podcast, just so you know, um. I press record and then I sit down and then I get comfortable and then I start talking and then obviously at the end I do my little you thing and then I, I you know obviously I get up and I turn it off so all I have to do all the editing is just cutting off that bit at the start and the bit at the end and then that chunk in the middle that's the no editing whatsoever and you would know that if you watch these I mean even if you listen to these you can tell that there's no real editing going on so when I went to edit it the video file was a little bit something was off like the timing was just a bit off the video was like a split second behind although the words still timed it with my mouth and I was like fuck I actually don't really want to upload this because it's not it's not I don't it's not that everything has to be perfect obviously like a lot of these podcasts aren't perfect but it it just was it was like it was a, a notch below so much so I was like I'm not happy with it then when I went to airdrop it to my phone to upload it to the internet, because I have to use my computer to upload them to the internet to have thumbnail control and all the rest, um, my my computer wasn't grabbing it. And for whatever reason it was, my computer was just not playing the game. So I thought, oh, well, I'll try again later. And then I'm having a shower. And I don't know if you guys know this, but you actually get a flood of thoughts in the shower. And a lot of brilliant minds go to moving bodies of water to promote... Um, to promote thoughts basically to like give themselves a space where they can just allow thoughts to come come into their mind when I realized or heard that bit of information I've kind of run with it and every time I have a shower I like to give myself a moment where I'm just like just let whatever thought come to you and then I was like oh you had three things so I had my initial gut feeling which was more than just the usual anxiety that comes with having an opinion on a podcast I had that video discrepancy where the quality wasn't quite there, and then my computer wouldn't accept the file how it normally does. Every other time, it never has a problem with it. So I was like, there's three things. Fuck it. I'm going to ax it right there. I didn't even want to go back and re-discuss some of the cool points that I talked about in the podcast. I just deleted it and forgot about it. But I didn't make that decision until halfway through the day yesterday, after I recorded episode number 16, which is actually episode number 15, it replaces that 15 that I recorded, even though at the beginning of the episode I say number 16, and I made note of that on the, on the actual description of the podcast itself, so this is the official episode number 16, yesterday's was 15, and so on, but um, yeah, just so you know what's going on there, I just kind of wanted to explain that a little bit better because I didn't want to clog up the description in the videos and the podcast to um, like the the, sh- the um, Spotify and the iTunes podcast with all the logistics of that. It doesn't matter. But I just, just in case you're wondering why I'm like, hey, welcome to podcast 16. And like right above it is the title saying 15. That's why. But um, yeah, so this whole, uh, and by the way, just so I can full circle that idea, that to me is living intuitively. That is listening to what's going on around you and that isn't necessarily like somebody actually saying something to you. That is the voice in the back of your mind saying, this doesn't feel right. That's the voice in the back of your mind going like, hey man, did you notice that the computer doesn't even want you to upload this? And this is the thing, I'm a fucking critical thinking problem solver. Because it didn't work the first time doesn't mean I'm out. But what it does mean is there is a hiccup which means we've got a problem somewhere obviously I can solve it. it's fucking nothing there's more than one way to skin a cat especially in uploading a file to the fucking internet shit's easy that's not my point the fact was there was a little fucking speed bump there it's like okay there's one speed bump there was that feeling that maybe someone from over here isn't going to appreciate the idea that you're projecting in your podcast there's another speed bump and then the video quality as well there's another speed bump living intuitively is going there's three speed bumps that might be something in that there might be something in that. And the fucked part about it is it doesn't necessarily mean if I did go and upload that podcast say today that I'm going to have some massive thing happen tomorrow. It might not happen for 10 years, but I might have one line in there where I said it out of context can be used against me and when I'm a fucking multimillionaire absolutely killing it someone's like, "Hey, he said this on this day back in 2021. How fucking dare he?" you know? So I was like, "You know what? I'm going to listen to the universe." It's gone. And, you know, as you may know, if you've listened to a lot of these, I'm quite happy to bin 45 minutes worth of a podcast if the feeling isn't right. Because, I mean, I think uh, episode seven, I think I recorded that like three times before I put it up. Like three days in a row, I recorded a podcast for over 45 minutes and I was like, you know what? This isn't what I'm trying to do. This isn't the, 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 what I, the angle that I want to go for in this particular um, topic or this particular thought. Forget about it. It means nothing. It's just another 45 minutes practice we got on here. Now, I did say I don't mind throwing out 45 minutes worth of content. I fucking hate it when someone else deletes it on me, though. That's a totally different story. And you know what? Hey, your boy's going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. It's all good. I won't bring it up again, but fuck you. You know what I mean? And you know who I'm talking to. So one thing that I did want to bring up was this, Ah uh, oh, man, it's annoying. It's annoying. And I've actually said it before. Don't talk about shit you're going to do. Do everyone a favor and don't talk about things that you're going to do. You are fully allowed to talk about things that you've done when somebody asks you about it, right? So let's take a really easy example. If you're like, obviously I don't have anything like this sort of job and I actually haven't haven't had anything like this sort of job, but say you 're sitting there and you, you at work and you 've got other people that sit around you at work and you 're going on holiday or you're fucking someone in your family is having a baby right two very similar situations for the analogy that i 'm going to try and spell out for you here the lead up to the baby being born or the lead up to the holiday it's exciting to talk about how life's going to change when you 're on holiday or when this baby comes along right and then the thing happens, and obviously photos get taken, and videos get taken, and the baby does this, and this happened on holiday, and rah, 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 and then six weeks later, for some fucking reason, you're looking at this person's videos and pictures of this baby or holiday when you never asked. You know what I mean? That is exactly the same with your bullshit ideas. Okay? Nobody is interested in a great idea that hasn't been executed. Right? Nobody really has any interest in those ideas unless they're some sort of shark who's looking for an easy grab on an idea for something to make themselves money. And typically, they have to have something going on already. And typically, that would mean that they don't care about your fucking ideas because they're busy doing their thing. Three advertised sponsored posts in a row. Like, so you know the algorithm. I think it's like three normal posts in your feed and then a sponsored one. Three normal ones and a sponsored one. So every fourth post is a sponsored post. Three of them, so within 12 posts, I saw three people advertising their business and web store launching next week. I don't give a fuck that your website is launching next week. I barely give a fuck about your website if it's been running for 10 years. No one cares about your brand that has no brand trust. It has no depth. It has no value. It doesn't offer anything to the customer. Nobody cares about the sales that you're running to get everything up and running. Do something fucking do something and if you're gonna spend money on paid promotion for Christ's sake sorry for fuck's sake can you please give something to the customer give something to the customer and this is a thing like I don't want to sit here and tell you how to market or how to fucking advertise your brand or even what to do with your brand but people people uh, they understand like consumers are now in a situation where they understand when they're being sold something They understand when someone's just trying to grab their money. And this is the thing, at the end of the day, the thing that like, we're all the same. Anyone who's selling something at the end of the day, I mean, as much as I love making really cool clothes, the whole idea behind this for me was to make cool clothes that I enjoyed wearing and to make enough of them to supplement my own income so that I can continue to A, do this, B, feed my family, and then somewhere down like reason number five or six is to make clothes. It's to make clothes. That's not number one. Number one is to do it for myself. Number two is to supplement my income. And consumers know this, that you're starting a business not because you're super fucking passionate at making tees with a graphic on the front. It's because you want to live a lifestyle where you you create your own income and you can do the things that you want to do. And you can buy yourself a Porsche and you can buy yourself that three-story house that backs onto the canals, right? Because when you make all your money, you're not going to go and give it back to the customers. I'm not trying to shoot myself in the foot here. I'm telling you how I go about my business and the success that it's brought me so far, right? And that is that my customers are super fucking smart, right? They know that when I host a giveaway, it's not because I want to give away something. It's because I want more followers. It's because I want more likes. I want more interaction on my, on my page, essentially, so I can make more sales, so I can make more products, so I can make more sales, and the snake continues to eat its tail, how fun is that? So you get on there thinking that just because you had a really good idea or a really cool logo or a really cool graphic or whatever, that people are going to get psyched. Dude, your five best friends should be super psyched about it. They should be the ones who are putting the stickers on their cars, buying your t-shirts for full price, doing all the shit. But otherwise, don't advertise that as the hype around your business. The hype around your business needs to be something that separates you from everyone else. And in 2021, that can't be a color a color scheme. It can't be a fucking... It can't be a steezy logo, you know what I mean? It can't just be like a a little bit different sort of, uh, uh, you know, font on, like literally it has to be like our brand does this for X, Y, and Z, you know what I mean? Like it, I'm not really being as descriptive as I can as to what, what separates your brand. I feel like the society that we live in now, you need to have something that integrates you into a community in a unique way. That integration needs to be something where where it's like you have a point of reference. So for example, like, I really like doing power skids on Harleys. That is a hobby of mine. When I ride my bike, I like to get crazy, I like to get sideways, I like there to be smoke and loud noise and all this shit. So I integrate that into my business. And the posts that do the best are the videos that I post with a cool little track behind it and a smart ass little caption beneath it. They do really well. You know why it comes from an organic place. If you look at my page, you're not going to see all of the posts just trying to promote shit that I'm trying to sell. And a lot of the times, you'll find the shit where I am trying to sell something in a post, I promote it more as a lifestyle. I'm promoting like, hey, this person is just doing their thing, and they're wearing black ink as well. And the thing that they do is kind of similar to the thing that I do, and that's my point of relatability. And then putting it on somebody else's back and having them just, you know, doing the lifestyle thing gives you a point of relatability outside of me, but connects the brand to it. And the thing that makes me unique is I don't like, obviously I do know a few, but I don't really see any other brands doing what I'm doing as far as like, you know, having fun with the fellas on the weekends, getting crazy videos, posting that, posting them in the way that I do it. I give myself a point of difference, you know, and these three different businesses that I found like, okay, as, as a baseline props to you for doing something different, Right but not props to you for doing something different that is the same as another two people that I found within a minute of scrolling as you. Like, doesn't that worry you in a way? Like, and also, who are these people that are buying like fucking anywhere from 1000 to $10,000 worth of inventory and they have under fucking 10,000 followers? Who's gonna buy your shit? What's going on? You're relying on a really fucking successful Facebook marketing campaign in today's fucking climate of uh these ios 14 and over updates that don't allow any sort of tracking on people's websites so you can't rely on lookalike audiences like i appreciate there are some motherfuckers out there with facebook campaign uh you know what do you call them uh structures that are super effective that don't that don't really like uh base themselves on using lookalike audiences but man like it's I just don't understand where the confidence comes from, and when you look at their page, all they have to offer is like four or five different graphics on the same garments that everyone else is printing on. I'm sorry if a lot of, if a lot of this is going over your head, obviously, like, I wouldn't say that I'm deep in, in this whole game, but I'm deep enough that I can, I can have these, like, I want to say I can have these opinions, because I've learned the hard way with a lot of these things, and... I mean, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I look at this and I'm using my point of reference with the experience that I've had in my failures and I go, well, this is a surefire way to fail. This isn't going to get you the result that you think it's going to get. Like, I understand you've watched two or three YouTube videos and you think you've got this whole thing figured out. Trust me, trust me when I say those YouTube videos are engineered by the person who made it to get views, not to help you become a millionaire, right? And your bullshit T-shirt idea isn't the best thing in the world it's an idea that has been rinsed and repeated a million times this month alone the fun part is the thing that separates you from the rest that's the part that i like doing that's the part that i focus on what can i do today that my competition isn't doing and won't think to do and when they see it they go oh motherfucker You know what I mean? I remember when I saw Street X did that billboard campaign where he had two or three different billboards. Like, dude, are you fucking serious? Are you serious? There wasn't anyone that I knew that wasn't talking about that at that time. And I I didn't even fucking live in Perth. You know what I mean? That was something that when I went to Perth, you would go out of your way just to make sure that you saw the billboard just so you got to see it while it was happening. It was fucking awesome. It was one of those things you're like, God damn it. You know? Just so bizarre to me for people to think that they're going to, like, they're literally floating off the idea that because they had the idea that it's going to be different. It's like, dude, I fully get that. And maybe that's just some day one entrepreneur shit. I don't know. But, dude, come on. Come on. Maybe they need to lose all their money and and realize that 300 followers doesn't do anything. And also, what's this idea of not following anyone back? I saw one this morning and they had fucking... Oh, they might have had like a hundred and something followers and didn't follow anyone back and they were paying for advertising like dude even if you're just doing an engagement campaign the people that you're getting engaging and following you it's like they're not going to be any good to sell to later on and like what sort of what sort of trust or what, what sort of brand are you trying to build where you don't f- support anyone back or you don't follow anyone back I'm not the meanest guy when it comes to like sharing the people who are doing stuff around me, but I definitely follow them. I definitely like all their shit and I definitely comment on all their shit as it comes up in my feed because that is, that's the free shit that you can do to support people that you care about. And therefore I do that, you know, just interesting. It's interesting. And look, honestly, fucking kudos for doing something, but just yeah, maybe sit down, think about what you're doing. And one thing I don't quite, sorry, Louis. one thing that I do struggle to understand as well is people, I feel like people are doing, um, they're running these businesses in their spare time and it's really fun to think that you can run an online business in your spare time until it gets to a point where it's generating enough money that you can use it as your main source of income and all the rest. I've been running Black Ink flat out now for, for uh, seven months or eight months or something. And like I've put, a lot of like i said yesterday on my podcast i live in a caravan so i can minimize my outgoings and expenses and i can use that spare money that i have to put directly back into my business and i started with some money up my sleeve and i have had some help from uh you know friends and family just you know in small ways where they can here and there you know whether it's a fucking uh what do you call it like a A gift card for Woolworths or you know like every now and then dad might give me a jerry can full of diesel and say you know like use that to fuel up your car it's half a tank of fuel you know but um and I spend all day every day all day every day educating myself and and doing what I can do to try and propel this business in, in as many ways as I can that I think are effective and I mean look if i was bringing in a $1000 or 1500 or $2000 a week from another job that i could then use that to invest into my business the one thing that i'll be concerned about is the the actual life force the energy that you need to be thinking outside of the box of your business and the box of the market that you're in and the energy that you need to be coming up with these things that are going to separate your business you know like the the energy that you need like there is something to be said when you can when you can say you've spent 10 hours a day just on your business you know like uninterrupted I have spent eight hours just on black ink and in that eight hours I've done this 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 and I talked about another episode the lists that I keep super essential to have these lists so you can remind yourself this is everything that I've done but when I look at the other side of that I think well if I had a job this list would be two or three of these things and I would be doing it with the energy that I have either before work or after work and I would also be trying to fit in my life you know what I mean I'd also be trying to fit in time with my dog and time with my partner and trying to like do the things around the house or the caravan that you've got to do so I find it really interesting when people like have these bullshit half-ass attempts and like I call them bullshit half-ass attempts purely because of what I just said in starting these online businesses that they think oh yeah I'm just going to you know start a little uh, Instagram page and you know I've got a mate who does some graphic designs and he's done this and I've done some googling about you know getting t-shirts made and jumpers made and I'm going to get 20 of this and 10 of this and they order like two of every size and have no website and if you want to buy it you've got to dm them or they fucking host it on big cartel like again super cool if that's what you do but also wouldn't it be hell smart if you're serious about it, to actually execute a plan and say, right, I'm gonna work for the next year, I'm gonna put away $300 or $400, or if you're serious, you might even put away like 70% of your pay for a whole year, just so you can get to a point where you can kick back and say, right, my rent is paid for for six months, All of my outgoings have been paid yearly, so I don't have any direct debits that are going to fuck me up. And I've got $10,000 to start this project. And here's a detailed business plan that I've been working on for the past six months. So I know exactly how I'm going to execute this, in what time frame, and in what kind of style I'm going to do it all. Here is the thing that separates me. Here is my business. Here is my tagline. Here is what I'm trying to do. Here is what I'm making sure I'm not doing. But instead, they want to dilly-dally around... But doing this bullshit so they can say to their friends that they've got a fucking online business and it's doing really well because they sold out of their stock of 10 or 30 things that took them six weeks to sell you know and in reality selling dead stock for sale prices just to fucking get rid of it and say that you sold out bruh what are you doing i'm not saying it takes the whole eight months that i've taken to get to the point that i'm at what I am saying though is it takes some fucking execution to be successful. You know, I've always kind of. You know what's interesting? I had this. Uh, I can remember being on a bus in South Hedland on my way home or on my way to Wedgefield, which is where mum uh, and dad worked. And I remember thinking to myself, like, smoking can't be that addictive. Like, it can't be so crazy that you just, like, it's just that simple. You just don't get another cigarette out of the packet. You don't put it to your lips. You don't light up the end. You don't draw. You just don't do it. And then the next time you want to do it, you just don't do it again. And I thought to myself, when I get older, I'm going to start smoking just so I can stop smoking so I can prove how easy it is. Right? And I've done that now, like, four times. So I guess it is a a little bit harder to quit than I thought. But... The one thing that I took that I take away from that as an adult when I look back on it is the fact that I have a supreme confidence in my ability to do things. One of the things that I say in my prayers every morning is I am confident and I am daring. And within that, it's like I am confident in my ability to do whatever it might be that I decide to do, right? I am so sure about the first part of that sentence that the back half of the sentence doesn't even matter. I am confident. And the second part is I am daring, which means that not only am I confident in whatever, it's I am daring in what I aspire to be confident in. I am daring in what I aspire to be confident in, which means that the gate of what is possible, what is attainable is so wide for me in my mind that I'm not really concerned about what I want to achieve. The hardest question is what is, what's the best possible end result that you can think of? And let's start fucking working towards it. Like, that simple so I think within that when I think about like when I think to myself what is it exactly that I I see myself how do I go about this I think when when I think about what that maybe let, let's go to eight months ago I I had the thought about like, obviously I've I've spoken about, I kind of had here fishy, which was my fishing business doing its thing. And I thought, well, this is fun, but it's not like I'm, I haven't been fishing for years and years and years. And there was a lot of stuff within the industry and the terminology that was just going straight over my head because I wasn't a fisherman, you know, like my, I like my feet being dry. If I'm honest, if you, if, I mean, even if you go back to at the time, what I was really into was inline skating, I mean, it would have made heaps more sense to build a whole business around skating. And that's when it occurred to me, like black ink, not only was something that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the social side and the community side of it. I really enjoyed the making, like the making garment side of it, the making these cool things that people would get psyched about. And then I would, I remembered the fact that people really like, they they enjoyed their black ink garments so much, or they cherished them so much that they would wait to wear them until they went out. And sometimes they wouldn't wear them all because it was their favorite piece of clothing. And it was to me, it was like, oh, well, th- being successful in this will be easy, and you know, cross cross-referencing all of these uh, kind of skills and ideas and abilities that I got from running this Here Fishy business, this e-commerce dropshipping style business, whether it be like website development or graphic design or even just like being able to research and educate myself on these particular topics, cross-referencing them over to Black Ink would be easy so the success would come a lot, a, a lot easier than obviously what it was for Here Fishy or whatever these previous endeavors that I had. And the crazy part about it is I say that so much. The crazy part about it is, and the reality of it is, it's like my favorite shit to say. Hey, but um, what I what I learned about it is that success. My idea of how confident I am and how successful I can be has not shifted at all, but my understanding of the difficulty of how easy I think it is has obviously been altered a little bit because. I still see the hardest times that I go through, which are fucking hard. Like they really are this, like just living in a caravan to, to do this whole thing has been one of the hardest things in my life, but shit is still easy because it's just living in a caravan. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you don't like fucking not being able to stand up straight? Who cares, man? There's people in prison for their whole life. Like, uh, what do you call it? Re- re- relative, relatively, like being relative to yourself and also the reality of where you could be is always grounding but also it's like it's grounding it's humbling it gives you space to kind of go like you know being successful is easy it's as easy as putting yourself out there it's as easy as executing these big ideas that you have it's as easy as not being embarrassed about the things that you think are going to work even though maybe they haven't worked before but at the same time it's really fucking hard it is really fucking hard you know and it's interesting to use these, like, I like having those, like, paradigm, like, I think that's the word, like, these really opposing ideas that kind of contradict each other, but at the same time, they help you, you know? So I was talking to a friend about, like, it's super cool that I'm going to be moving into a rental um, you know, obviously like I have all these ideas, I have ideas where like, I don't even want to touch on them yet because I know that the space and the time they would take and like the way I would want to set up my whiteboard so I can properly get these ideas out and, and understand what I'm actually trying to say or what I'm trying to execute and do. I don't allow them to really like flower in my mind yet because I know it's something that would do heaps better with space. And I know I'm going to have this space one day, which is now moving into a rental, but it's one of those things when I look at that, I think, do you really think you need a rental yet? I mean, let's pretend you stay in the caravan for another six months. Now look at all the money you would have spent on your rental in that six months, right? What could you do with your in your business with that money, right? Or we can look at it as take all that money that you're gonna spend in the next six months on your rental and figure out how many of those big ideas that you've put off that you're going to be able to achieve now, now that you have this space and this time, right? You look at that money as an investment in yourself and in your business, but a different way. And then when I look at the the other side of that whole timeline, and I think, man, I no, I think I can still achieve. I'm, I'm disappointed in a way that I'm moving into a rental now because it means you're kind of giving up on the caravan idea. It's kind of kind of giving up on this idea that you can run this business out of your caravan and you can still be successful and all you know like oh it's such a hard effort because you've got to walk up the hill to connect your computer to the internet so you can upload your youtube video and it means you're going without or you've got to you know walk up the hill to go to the toilet or it's so hard to put on your ugg boots to go and have a spew outside because you're sick and all the rest or you can look at it the other side and say look you've spent 18 months in a caravan and when you moved into your caravan you had no i had no aspiration for starting another business all i knew was i didn't want to drive a truck for at least six months i just wanted to get the fuck out of the workforce i wanted to forget about having a job i wanted to forget about having a boss and I'm not saying I even have a particularly bad boss. I just hate the, hate the idea of having this obligation to show up at a certain time to then go and do a job that I have no control over. And if you get to work and you, you're all excited because you get to drive this one particular truck because that's what they said yesterday before you went home. And then you get there and you get another fucking truck with another different run. Whatever it is, I was sick of that. All I wanted was a break and I'm 18 months down the track and I'm getting out of that caravan And I've got a business that's running and operational and is getting better every fucking month. And I've got cool products and I've got people that are hyped about it and doing shit. Look at everything you did do in that time. So using those opposing like, fuck, I could do so much more before I get out of the caravan or look how much I've fucking done living in a caravan, mashing them together and using that to move forward, using that to like propel yourself. I even had a moment this morning where I was was in the car and I was like, oh fuck, I got to, I've got to contact my, my, my person at fucking the, uh, at the Jersey joint because got, I'm getting these custom jerseys done and I've got to uh, contact the, my supplier on the East Coast about getting this particular, I'm having a bit of a problem with this crew neck jumper and all the rest. And then after that, I've got to record a podcast and I have to chase up this person because I delivered something the other day and I gave him the wrong size. So I have to, and I was like, that's my fucking job now. And you know what? You can do those jobs in any order that you want. And Billie Eilish is playing on the radio. I didn't have my phone because I had to leave my phone at home with the laptop upstairs because my phone is the Wi-Fi for my laptop so that I can upload shit to YouTube. You know what I mean? Like all these little things. And I thought I thought to myself, like, that's your job. Like, Black Ink is your thing now. And not only that, you're about to move into a house. And it's not like you faked it at all. Like, this is 100% happening. I started crying. I started crying. Right? Right? And this dude looked at me in this car next to me. I'm like, I got something in my eye, bitch. I was forward. But I started crying because I did it. Look at everything you did do. Man, I'm not sure I'm 100% happy with this podcast. I feel like I've fucking shot off in every direction, but uh, I guess it is what it is. It's just, I find myself constantly... You know, this is a really weird space to be in. And, you know, I uh, I mean, as, as I said yesterday, with the whole sickness thing, I feel like I'm a bit of a soft cock in a way in that, you know, like I've spent two weeks and I've probably done like one and a half full days worth of work in those past two weeks or 16 days, whatever it's been. And it's like, I could have been doing so much more, but also I couldn't do anything more because my body just wasn't letting me And If I was on the cusp of becoming better again, that little bit more energy and effort would have just taken me back, you know, moving one step forward to take two steps back obviously wasn't worth it. And it's just, you know, you, I, I feel like I'm living in a world of limbo with this like doing my own business uh, business thing and putting myself in a space that's super competitive and it's not like I'm doing anything that's super different. So it's like, it's kind of scary, you know, and obviously like you have these idea these brilliant ideas that cost money and you think, well, fuck, I don't I really want to do this idea, but I don't know where the money's going to come from and I don't want to borrow money, I don't want to do this that and the other. It's like, yeah, but that's your whole job to figure it out. That's your whole job to figure it out. And when I embrace and embody that that challenge and that kind of the fiber of that like journey, I guess, where like you just sink into it and go like, okay, I want to do this project over here, which means I need, x amount of money and you go right well how do i get x amount of money can i get it through sales of things that i've already got can i do some sort of crowdfunding thing can i do some sort of thing where i have maybe like a cross promotion where there's some leftover how can i how can i make this happen that is my whole job and then you look at someone who's advertising the release of their website going online next week and you're like so what so what Like, I'm not going to do the job for you, but maybe you should advertise something along the lines that you're going to have something that is available next week and obviously the portal that people can buy it through is a website because people are going to assume that you've got a website because you're selling something online, you know? So maybe you need to promote the product, not the portal through which you buy. Like, Woolworths doesn't advertise the fact that they have a fucking shop. They advertise the shit that's in the shop because at the end of the day, People are buying products. They're not buying the experience of going to the shop. I mean, that's also a debatable thing as well. But yeah, dude, I mean, yes, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm a little bit fucking passionate about this this topic, you know? i tell you one thing, though. One thing I used to do when Black Ink was a coffee van, I would focus a lot on the experience of uh, me arriving at your workplace. And that that was one thing that I've always been really, like, dialed into because I was aware of that I was aware that there was me and like another half a dozen coffee vans in Bunbury that you can choose from. And given the nature of coffee, unfortunately, you're never actually going to deliver a fucking good coffee every day out of the back of a van. And especially if you're making 100 cups a day, I don't care who you are and I don't care how much, what sort of firm grip you've got on yourself. I'm telling you, you cannot deliver 100 consistent coffees every day when you're in the back of a, a, of a car with a coffee van simply because the environment is always changing. Those beans are going through so much before they get to that cup. They're going through so many temperature changes, so many changes in humidity. That grinder is always moving because you're always on the road. Your extraction time is never going to be calibrated to the grinder because, because of that environmental change all the time. So unfortunately, your coffee van, unless you have bullshit coffee, which a lot of them do, as well like I've seen people just run a shot for like fucking 45 seconds and call that a long black I don't know how the fuck you stay in business doing that oh good but what the fuck are you doing you know but the thing with with the mobile coffee is that like you're say if you got like a scale of 0 to 10 and 10 is the best coffee you can provide and zero is is the worst You need to sit around seven and a half, six to seven and a half. You need coffees within that. And obviously the more sugar you add, the easier the shit gets. But you need to have a a fairly like generally an all right base of coffee knowledge and what to look for and the colors to look for and the smells to smell and, you know, how to preserve your beans the very best and things to look for in the grind and obviously like the tamp and whatnot. But beyond all that, there's not really much control you have over the coffee. So let's say the six coffee vans there are let's say four of them make an all right coffee, right? So your competition is another three vans. So what separates you? Maybe you can get there at the primo time that that the customer wants maybe. I mean, everybody wants nine o'clock in the morning because that's when everybody has smoker, you know. Someone will call you up and say, oh, are you free at nine o'clock on a Friday morning? And you're like, oh, how many customers there? They go, oh, we've got at least five people in our office. You want me to come at nine o'clock on a fucking Friday morning, which is the day everybody wants coffee because they're all fucking jacked up over the weekend. And you want me to arrive at prime time to make five coffees? Dude, come on. Come on. Hey, come on. You understand? So it wasn't the coffee that would se- separate you. It might be the time that you can arrive. The one thing that you can offer though is yourself. Because the one thing that the other coffee vans don't have that you do is you. So I would focus more on for your $5 for your coffee, you would get the experience of me making it for you you would get the experience of the tall, tattooed young dude who bought a coffee van at 20 something years old and he's out there giving it a shot. I could sell you that experience, right? And the one thing that I did know is that the lady that I took it over over from, super nice lady, but she was just a mum, you know what I mean? And like nothing against that whole framework of like, you know, mums having coffee vans, and it's, it is a really good job for mums who kind of, you know, uh, you know hub, hubby works away or whatever and she kind of needs her own thing and it generates a bit of money and all the rest. Great, great for that. But that's what all the other coffee vans were. It's essentially these middle-aged women or middle-aged men that had kids and had a life that was relatable to you as the customer who was at your normal job, doing your normal thing, getting your coffee on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, or whatever it might be, you know, the thing that separated me was the fact that I was young. It was the fact that like I didn't give a fuck about the things you gave a fuck about and vice versa, and also like I'll tell you straight away how I feel about something and have no remorse in how I said it and if you are offended, I'm just gonna get my mat my fucking murdered out coffee van and just fuck off without a of care in the world and I realized if I honed in on things like swearing at the customer like. If someone said something, I was like, fucking oath, that's sick. You know, that's not something you're going to hear a mum say. You know, it kind of gives the customer some sort of like youth and vitality in their day. So I would sell the experience of my van arriving. I do little things like I was so crispy at getting the, the, the group handle out, tapping it, cleaning it, getting the shit in there, tamp, all in one motion while I'm having a conversation, looking you in the eye. And right after I tamp it and put the group head in the coffee machine, I throw the tampon in my arm and I catch it with my left hand I start the whole process again again with the other group handle. Like, I knew that no other coffee van was doing that. And even though, like, it's a bit, like, kind of corny to say that you're selling this kind of hip experience or whatever it might be, that's what I was doing. I was selling the thing that you would see in a movie. I was selling an experience that was polished I wasn't there to try and make you a brilliant coffee. I was there to try and make you feel something. I was there to smile at you. I was there to question what you said. If you said like, oh yeah, so the weather's looking good today, I'd be like, nah, you've got to come up with something better than that. You have to come up with a better topic because I'm not talking about the weather again. Or if I rock up on a Monday and you start talk, start talking about footy, I'll hang shit on you for the rest of the week because I don't give a fuck about footy, bro. I don't give a fuck about footy. So you come at me with, with weather, footy, family any of that bullshit the first thing I did was cut you down and talk about some shit that we actually wanted to talk about and if we and if it was I mean it's one of the things where we go like oh it's a quick way to get rid of customers hey hey why don't you talk to my customer list huh why don't you talk to the people who got rid of the person who bought my business after I sold it because it wasn't me anymore they sold the same coffee it was the same coffee made out of the same machine all they had to do was rock up and keep making it and yet they got rid of those people why because I sold the experience of me coming to your workplace and making you a coffee. It wasn't about the coffee, it was about me. Anyway, I'm fucking puffed. I feel like all I've done is spoken about me for 40 minutes, but I guess that's what this is all about. Now, I have been playing around with some ideas as far as having a guest on the podcast, and I am really excited with obviously moving into this rental. Oh, I am so excited for the workspace that I'm going to have. It's almost magical to think what I'm gonna be able to do. I've got some awesome plans coming up just to have a desk. I, I also wanna do a few more live streams with some cool shit that's going on. I wanna have some interesting people on the podcast, but I'm kind of unsure as to who I kind of want on the podcast and what would be like effective, um, effective people to have on the podcast that are like referenceable to Black Ink and all the rest. I don't know whether I wanna go like a business owner um, like talking to other business owners sort of path or whether I talk to other young people or whether I talk to maybe my dad or my mum, or maybe I talk to my partner or maybe I just post a fucking podcast and me and Louie just hanging out talking shit, I don't know. So if you have any good ideas, slide into my DMs, let me know. Um, now, if you are thinking about my caravan at all and you have made it this far into the podcast, this is probably a useless promotion, but here we go. I have had some bites on it. I will be advertising it today, but I'd much rather see it. Go- like this is a sort of vehicle that I am happy to sell to a friend because it's such a nice fucking caravan. The only reason that I want to get rid of it so quickly is because I need the money to invest back into my fucking business. You know what I mean? I need that money for rent. I need that money for my business, and I've I've already got. I've already spent the money in my mind. I just need to get rid of the caravan. And the good thing is. If somebody buys it right now, they're going to be not moving into, but they're going to get a caravan that everything works, everything is right, everything is as it's meant to be. So now is the time to buy it, not in like two months time when it's been sitting around for two months with no use at all. So if you have any interest in it all, please, please contact me and I'll sort you out with a much better price than what I have it advertised for. Um, Yeah, I don't want to say too much more about that. It is what it is, you know, but just a little. I did want to bring this up as well because it's something that I wanted to uh, clap back from yesterday. So I I was talking a lot yesterday about manifesting the reality that you want around you, and it like starts from obviously like one day I want to be a millionaire. That's the that's the end end goal. But today I want to not be sick. You know, to like started the day with like a block nose. I want to end the day without a block nose, and like starting the day with telling yourself and the universe. Like, I see myself at the end of today without a blocked nose. I see myself tomorrow morning, I see myself tonight sleeping a full night without waking up from fucking doing that thing because you fucking can't breathe out of your nose. And tomorrow morning, I see myself waking up fully rested and so on. And motherfucker, I did it yesterday and I did it this morning and... Yeah. Now look, you can, you can obviously argue the fact that it was always going to go. If it went that easy, it was always going to go. That fucking lugia I had on my nose. But if you compare yesterday's podcast to today's podcast, I was stopping every bloody couple of minutes to wipe my nose and use that bit of bloody sandpaper to fucking wipe off the snot and all the rest. And then this morning I wake up and I'm still a bit nasally. I still sound super Australian. But I would say that essentially I'm not sick anymore. I'm going to continue wearing a jacket all day, but... I'm not going to protect myself the way I was yesterday or the day before because I'm fucking... I'm I'm confident that that sickness went because I told my body I've had enough with this sickness. We need to do what we need to do to get rid of it. I gave it all the tools, all the supplements, all the minerals to get rid of it. It's essentially got rid of it in my mind. Now, I know I've just spent two weeks getting sick because I went back to the game too fucking early, but also... I'm confident because I said to myself and I said to God and I said to the universe that I see myself tomorrow being free of this sickness and moving forward because not only that's what my life demands of me right now, obviously I've got a lot of moving pieces happening right now, but that's what I want. That's what I actually desire. That's what I'm, part of what I'm trying to achieve every day requires me not being sick at the moment. So let's get rid of this bullshit. Let's stop fucking wallowing in it. And I saw myself without this sickness, I imagine what it was to take those deep breaths, one that I just gave you then and live and embody that. And sure enough, I'm in a place now where I don't want to blow the sticker over again. That, that, that That's a reality. So look, this podcast has been a fucking shambles, but we got it done. Okay. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. If you come this far, like, share, save, comment, tell your mum about it. Whatever you got to do, just fucking help me out. You know what I mean? Also, shout out to my cousins. I only just realized that my cousins are listening to this. They've uh, they've reached out and said that they listen and they like the content. So shout out to you guys. Thank you for listening. It's always awesome to know that um, it's kind of weird because there seems to be heaps of people. As I said yesterday, there seems to be heaps of people that are listening to my podcast that I had no idea about. And they're silent. They don't subscribe. They don't like. They don't comment. They just listen to it and then just fucking move on with their day. So... You know, it's not until you're talking to them later on, they're like, oh, I've, I've listened to like, you know, 12 of your podcasts. You go, oh, fuck, you kind of know a side of me that I, it's not private, but I guess you know, I give it to the internet. So I guess for everyone, but fuck, you, you actually listen. So super cool. Continue listening. Tell your friends about it. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, enjoy your day. Be good to your mother because I'm fucking out. You.